Let me tell you today about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, or you can record it on another device or platform and transfer it to Anchor. It will distribute your podcast for you through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast right in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome in to another episode of the Five Tool Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're back for another week here with some more previews and some more fun shenanigans with the crew. I'm here with Eric Mendelson. You can follow him at... What's up? What's up? What's up? In the middle of introing you in, Eric. You should know better by now. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can follow him at E underscore men underscore D on Twitter. Now, Eric, you want to say hi? What's up, world? <laughs> and we're here also with Art Cornabeni. You can follow him at Art underscore T underscore Z on Twitter. Art, what's going on? Uh, just uh, got home from work a little bit ago, shoveled in some dinner uh, before we recorded, so I wasn't hungry as we were doing this. Uh, so I'm, I'm having a good night. And I'm uh, loving, uh, loving my uh, third base and first base options tonight. Ooh. What did you have for dinner? <laughs> uh, quinoa and chicken with some feta cheese and uh, eggplant. Nice. Yeah. I wish yeah. there was some extra for the rest of the pod members here. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty yeah. good. It did, not, it did not last. I <laughs> ate all of it. Um, ate all of it. Well, hopefully – we uh, are in for a great show tonight. We have uh, we are one month away from the season officially starting. I is the official start date March twenty seventh or is it March twenty eighth? Does any either of you know the top of your head? No, I think the twenty seventh. I think it's I think it's almost exactly a month from today. Um, but I digress. Uh, we are all extremely excited for the season to get going. We are in the midst of mock season. Uh, spring training is underway. Uh, it's a very exciting time. This is kind of where everybody's kind of getting their draft notes together, uh, kind of figuring out how they want to go when they pick their players. So um, this is going to hopefully help a lot of people out uh, as they get ready to uh, begin their drafts. Um, have you guys done any mocks yet? I've done plenty of mocks. I'm going to say, Eric, have you done more than 20? Um, are you talking about like actual mocks on ESPN or like the draft simulator ones or total? Total. Oh uh, yeah, very fair. That's doing your due diligence as a uh, fantasy baseball analyst. Art, right, what about you? I actually haven't done my first mock draft yet. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, looking, you know, sorting projections, trying to come up with an understanding of the positions. I haven't I haven't tried a mock yet. I I, uh, I think I should try. I think it'll show me some areas where I'm weak right now, because I'll I'll, I'll be poor on my starting pitching or relief pitching or something like that. But uh, no, not yet. I haven't had any, uh, and uh, uh, now I feel like 
itching to do one. Interesting. Two very different approaches from two successful uh, baseball analysts here. So uh, it's interesting. What about you, David? Have you done more than 20? Uh, uh, well, I haven't done one complete mock, but I've done today. I did my first mock that I actually got to, I think, the double digit rounds um, just to kind of get a sense to see where players were. Because I haven't gone through all the rankings as far as down to like the top 300 um, mm-hmm. to really kind of see where they're popping up where I pick. Um, but I have done a lot of, uh, kind of just looking at depth charts and job battles and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a big show for, we have, uh, today we're previewing corner infield. We've got first base and third base. We have, uh, some news and notes, our course, our question of the week. And then we have a fun little game at the end as we always do. So let's not waste any more time. Let's just hop right into some, uh, some news and notes. You guys like that news drop? I like that. I like that sound. Yeah, effect. that was good. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was gonna play it cool, but I like that. <laughs> when I heard, when I heard, I'm like, yes, yes, that's perfect. Um, so our first uh, bit of news and notes from our last pod, we didn't really analyze two of the major um, guys that we'll talk about today: uh, Nolan Arenado and Chris Bryant. Will they be traded uh, before the season? During the season? Will these trade rumors affect them? Um, going into the season. Um, so I'll ask it's a two part question. So Art, I'll start with you. Um, is Nolan Arenado or Chris Bryant, will they be traded before or during the season? And B, will it affect their performance in any way possible? Uh, I, I, I always lean towards no when it, when I'm asked about whether someone's going to get traded just because it's so hard to construct these big trades with, with these star players. But after the Mookie Betts deal, I, I think it's very possible Chris Bryant could get traded from the Cubs. Um, and they could try to recruit, recruit uh, some value from him a year or two before he reaches uh, free agency. Uh, Arenado, I, I, can't, I can't see uh, after signing him to that enormous contract that Colorado uh, uh, is, is not just trying to see – how much value they can get in an Arenado trade more so than actually wanting to trade him. Um, but if he was traded, I think Arenado would still produce at a very, very good rate. He's, he's a, there's, um, there's a lot of talk about the course field effect when you leave course field, but it's been shown that, you know, good hitters are good hitters wherever they go. Matt Holiday left uh, course field, moved on to have a very successful uh, career with the Cardinals um, players like um, DJ LeMayhew uh, left Colorado and also performed very well. If you're a good hitter, you're a good hitter. Uh, you might see something like um, Arenado's batting average dip a little bit because Coors Field does play up uh, singles and doubles a lot, so it keeps your batting average high. But I think he'd still provide that massive power, and he'd still be a really good hitter. Interesting. And I think one point you kind of touched on it is uh, Chris Bryant lost his grievance against the Cubs. So he has two years of control, which might help increase his trade value to other teams, knowing they have two years uh, before he needs to get paid. Um, And then, Eric, I'm going to let you touch on your guy, Nolan Arenado. It's Eric's favorite player, for those that don't know. Um, 
same question for you as far as Nolan Arenado. Yeah, well, I, I do think Chris Bryant stays. I think with a new uh, uh, manager that they give it a shot for this year. I don't think they're about trading him yet. I do think Arenado gets traded. I don't think the Rockies are going to win with the team they have now. Charlie Blackman is a little bit older. They don't really have, you know, they, they spent a lot of money that hasn't really looked good. Jake McGee, Wade Davis, your favorite guy, David. I think their, uh, their pitching is sucks. It always sucks. Daniel Murphy. I think at some point they're going to trade him, and I think his value is going to increase a little bit. I do think his average will dip, but I think it, he's going to get traded to a content, to a contender that has good hitters around him and makes him the three or four hitter, and I think he's going to have a lot more opportunities for uh, RBIs and, and extra base hits and stuff like that. I, I think Art's comparison to um, Matt Holiday kind of fits here. I think if he were to leave the the uh, Rockies, I don't think too many people are dropping him crazy down their draft boards. I think he's probably still uh, a second-round pick. Would you guys disagree? Depending on where he got traded to. Like, if he got traded to Atlanta, I'd say his value goes up. But in, I don't. I think in most 12-team leagues, Nolan Arenado is not getting drafted in the top 12, but he is not making it out of the second round. Do you see that changing no matter where he goes? Maybe I'm biased. I'd still take him in the first round. I think he's a good first-round pick in Colorado. I think if you let him slip, if you got him in the third round, uh, you you got to steal is what yeah, I, I think. I, yeah. No way he's making it to the third round. Yeah. I, I, don't, I was saying I don't think he gets out of the second round, but I think in most drafts he's usually borderline 12-13, but, right. but he's usually not uh, like a top-10 pick. Most drafts this year. From this what year. Seen. Right. And I feel like no matter where he goes, he's not going to increase his value. So he's most likely going to be a, a second-round pick no matter where he goes. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, our second bit of news and notes here. We have injuries, injuries, injuries. We have Chris Sale... Uh, diagnosed with pneumonia. He's about two weeks behind the rest of the starters. He's going to start the season on the IL. Um, he probably has the coronavirus, but they don't want to say it. <laughs> I was waiting for a coronavirus joke. Didn't think we'd get one this quickly. Um, Luis Severino has just undergone Tommy John surgery. He's out for the year. And sticking with the Yankees, John Carlos Stanton uh, injures his groin, and his opening day status is in doubt. Um, no mention if he will be going on the IL. Uh, Dude, he's made a glass. <laughs> I've been saying this. Mike Clevenger has a bum knee, uh, and he uh, expected to miss some time. Uh, he has slipped down the draft board. And Justin Verlander is in, injured his groin, and uh, but he just underwent a, uh, a, a rehab start today. He should be good to go um, for the season. Um, so... Four of the top 40 starting pitchers um, with some injury concerns. Um, so, Eric, I'm going to start with you. Is any of this news changing how you draft any of these players outside of, obviously, Luis Severino, um, who's going to be out for the year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you stay – me personally, I don't like drafting players that are coming back from an injury or have gotten injured so recently – before the even before the season even starts because it's such a long season. So 
I think it depends on the depth you have at that position. So, for example, Clevenger, if you can stash him as your three or four um, and get him in that range, I think that's good. But uh, I'm about avoiding these guys, especially John Carlos Stanton. Maybe 10th round I'd consider taking him. Or what about you? Same question. Uh, Clevenger is someone who I think should fall. He's he probably won't be ready until May to go. So you're getting a two thirds of the season pitcher um, at most. Uh, I think he's, but I think when he's pitching, he's going to be an ace. So he's going to be someone who you might be the person, or someone in your league might think this is my last chance to get a potential ace and grab him in the second or third round, end of the third round, middle of the third round. And he's not going to fall that far. But um, so if you're devaluing him for his lack of playing, he's, he's, he's not, you're not going to get him. Stanton, I was already fading Stanton a little bit. And this is just more reason to fade Stanton. Uh, I'm not going to bet on him. He's just been injured so much lately. Uh, If he falls, I mean, he'd have to fall to 70 or, or 80 for me to take him, I think. It's interesting. Um, I could see with Mike Clevinger, someone going very hitter heavy in the beginning of the draft, while some people may be sweating to get some of the aces and uh, stacking up on some really great hitters. And then you go down, go take Clevinger in you know, the seventh, eighth round, get uh, Chris Paddock to Jesus Lazardo and kind of get these high upside pitching guys. And you could really have a, a, a really amazing team, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit into the season if you're able to kind of keep yourself afloat in the beginning. Um, I feel like Clevenger might be that type of pitcher for uh, someone that might want to go that route um, would be a good strategy. Um, but he could, he's definitely going to be a big um, contributor, I think, like Art was saying, when he comes back. Um, one of the things we didn't touch upon, though, is uh, Chris Sale. I'm interested in what you guys think. Uh, right now, he's a third-round pick, according to his ADP. Um, are you guys comfortable taking him there? Or where, no, would, you, no. where would be the, the absolute earliest that you would take Chris Sale? Uh, I'll, I think I would take Chris Sale with my third-round pick as well. Um, I think Chris Sale is going to be good. Last year, even a down year, Chris Sale had uh, – was a top 25 or 30 starter. Let me, he, he, he stru- struck out as many people as he always did. His K to walk rate was really the same as it has always been. Um, he had a, um, excuse me. He had a, let me get this. his, his, his FIP was 3.39 last year, which is which is pretty good. His BABIP went up a little bit, and his home runs for nine went up a little bit. But his K per nine was at his career high rates. I, I think he's going to be great this year, and I don't think uh, he's, you know, losing two weeks in the beginning is going to affect my evaluation of him too much. I totally um, meant to uh, have this play when a stat drop does <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anytime we get one of those uh, stat drops. <laughs> If uh, if the uh, no, those are some good points, and I think people will look at Chris Sale's ERA, but they don't look enough at his peripherals, and they see that he was still 
uh, double-digit K per nine guy. Um, and and uh, I think he – I don't know um, the top of my head if he had lost any velocity on his fastball. Um, but, um, I mean, if Chris – Chris Sale's the ultimate make or break for your team. You know, at, at this point, if Chris Sale comes back healthy and anywhere near what he is, you're getting arguably the best pitcher in baseball in the third round that either is heading your pitching staff or is your number two with a guy with like Garrett Cole or Jacob DeGrom and can easily give you the best pitching staff. If um, I'm fading sale this year. I, I kind of think it, it's like the Tim Lynch or something where, you know, a lot of his strikeouts come from deception. They lose Mookie bets. So they probably won't have as good in an offense. I think the uh, Blue Jays and Rays are both decent hitting offense, and of course the Yankees. I don't know. I, I think this is kind of the year he drops off some. I think he had. I think he'll have some really good starts, but we saw him get bombed more than he has been in his career. It's a good point. I mean, again, he's he's kind of the ultimate like make or break for a lot of people. Um, either he's gonna be an insanely good value, or he's um you know he's going to cost you with how much you have to invest in him. Uh, third round pick is a lot. Um, it's not like you're getting him dirt cheap. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see um, as things progress, what kind of value he's going to give back for you. Yeah. And, and I think you can see if you, if you hear reports out of spring training that his velocity is down and he's having arm troubles and et cetera, et cetera. I think you, you price that in. When you're drafting someone like Sale, you're gonna you want to follow up on your staff with some more consistent guys who are more durable and less injury risk. Guys like Jose Barrios a few rounds later, you want your two and three to be really strong innings guys, so that they you so you're not you're not out of luck. Sol when when Sale has those those times when he's down, but I think he's going to get at least twenty as many stars as he had last year, twenty five. And, uh, you know, 25 to 30 starts of sale in the third round is, is probably the best pitching value that's available at that point. Very you, controversial player. Do, do you, would you take Clerk Kershaw or Sale? Well, Kershaw's value is ADP. Is, 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 he's a fourth or fifth round pick. Okay, so 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 you're not even making so sales usually gone well before Kershaw. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I, Kershaw's not way. Before. I would take Kershaw over Sale. You would. I, yeah. I I think it depends if I have another pitcher like a um, Garrett Cole or Jacob Degrom, I'm going with the huge upside that Sale possesses to give me that much of an advantage over everybody else. If mm-hmm. I don't have another pitcher, I know Kershaw. You know, obviously there's that injury risk, but you know Kershaw's not going to have a four-plus ERA. He's going to be a steady pitcher for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, if I have the ace, I think I go for the gamble and I get sale just for that case. And if he doesn't, you know, work out, then he's not my top pitcher. Um, what about you, Art? How do you go? Uh, I the, the thought just popped into my head. I, I mean, I, I think Kershaw has always been excellent. He was excellent last year. Um, I think you know he's going to have some limited innings. I think with Sale, you you question how many innings he's going to throw, and you hope he might have the 200 innings that were regular for him prior to two seasons ago. But I think with Kershaw, you know you're not going to get that 200 innings. You pro- might get 170, 180. But 
um, you know they're going to be excellent, and you're not going to you're not going to be you know wondering about uh, whether or not he's going to be down for a month in the middle of the season. He's usually usually pretty durable. Uh, I think he has short stints off, and then he he throws 150 to 180 innings. Very interesting. We'll be touching more on that when we get into the starting pitcher previews. We'll go all in depth with our starters that we want to kind of dive in here. But um, let's go to our last little bit of news and notes here. And the last little bit of news is spring training has started. So simple question. Um, Are you interested? Is this something that you will watch? Will you look at box scores in spring training? Or is spring training aside of big injuries and when the final rosters are announced, is that all you care about? So, Art, I'm going to start with you. Um, I, if, if I can catch a game, I'll watch it for a little while. I don't usually – I don't have a TV set up to, to watch minor league games. I'm following what's going on. I'm, usually, I'm following more the injury reports, any, any reports on whether or not um, someone is, 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 is striking out a lot or whether or not some team is attempting a lot of stolen bases. Those are the types of, of indicators that I'm looking for. I, I, I don't have the time to watch a lot of games, but I'm following what's going on. And there's a lot of good resources. I think um, Jeff Zimmerman writes a spring training news and notes article where you start to hear about who's who, what, what Zimmerman has heard about who's injured and, and, and how they're performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, same question for you. Uh, I'm not following it as closely. I feel like there are so many things that change once the season starts. And, uh, you know, there's always like that free agent that, you know, somebody gets at the beginning of the year that is a contributor their entire season. I'm just following more of the reception the Astros are getting because, you know, people are booing them and they're, they're getting thrown out a little bit. So I think, you know, this is such a big thing that happened recently in baseball. That's what I'm more curious about. It is a very intriguing storyline um, that we'll be following all year. Um, I, I, I think we'll save it just because we'll we want to move on. But I know we touched on in our last podcast, I think the interesting uh, aspect of how the Astros are going to respond to not only the controversy, but uh, I think I read they've already had seven um, players thrown at this spring. So, um, I think it's going to be a full season of turmoil for them. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, let's move to our meat of the show here. We're going to move into the uh, position previews. We're looking at first base and third base. All right. So uh, we have our top 10 First baseman, we'll start with first base because first base is first. That's when you guys are supposed to laugh. Yeah. Well, uh, well <laughs> you got you to work harder than that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have the top 10 uh, Cody Bellinger, Freddie Freeman, Pete Alonzo, Anthony Rizzo, Josh Bell, Paul Goldschmidt, Matt Olson, Jose uh, Abreu, Reese Hoskins, and DJ LeMayhew. Um, so, first, I'm going to ask you, Eric, is there anybody in the top 10 you really, really like this year? And then outside the top 10, is there someone you're looking at specifically to target? 
And then uh, also, let me throw in a third, also someone that you think you're going to fade. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, because it says my thing is trying to reconnect. Uh, I really like Cody Bellinger, but he's number one. Uh, yeah, don't take the easy way out. Pick someone else. Depending on Goldschmidt's health, uh, I don't like that there's reports coming out already. Um, I'd say in the top ten, I'm going to fade Josh Bell. I think the Pirates are going to be awful this year. He really tailed off. I think he hit like 191 in the second half. Um, for someone being the – And Eric's gone. Uh, Art, I'm going to turn to you while we uh, – Eric get reconnects here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, same question. So give me someone in the top 10 you like, someone outside the top 10 that you're looking at, and then someone you're completely fading. Uh, I think that someone who is a really good value in the top 10 is Anthony Rizzo. Uh, I think Anthony Rizzo is going in the fifties or sixties on average. And he's, uh, he's a really good hitter, consistent year to year. He gives you good batting average. He walks a lot. He, uh, he has, he hits for decent power and he has good counting stats He's he's just an all-around good hitter, and he's being drafted uh, way behind uh, Freddie Freeman, who he's who he's similar to. He's similar to Paul Goldschmidt as well, and I like I like Goldschmidt as well. Where he's going, I don't think he. I think if he returns last season, he's going to provide you good value. Where he's going in around fifty or in the fifties and sixties, I think I'm going to fade Pete Alonso in the top ten. Uh, he had a great year last year. And hit fueled by fifty fifty three home runs, I think if he's if he scales back to thirty seven or thirty eight, he's not really that special. And thirty seven or thirty eight is still a lot of home runs. Uh, so if there's a top ten guy that I'm fading, it's Pete Alonso. Looking out outside the top ten, I love uh, I love Carlos Santana. He's he's down there away. That's, that's an art staple pick. Yeah. Carlos Santana is great. He has a great walk to to K rate. I think last year he had 108 walks and 108 strikeouts, meaning in a points league, he's all gravy for you. And in a points league this year, he's he's projected to be the fourth best first baseman. And he's going down around 14th or 15th pick first baseman. Uh, If you're getting him there, you're getting a steal. I think Santana is a great pick outside the top 10. Carlos Santana is an artist. Yeah, pick. love him. I think we know in most competitive points leagues, uh, Roto maybe not as much, but in points leagues, um, if you play any type of competitive league, he's not lasting that far. No. Um, Eric, now that you're uh, decided to make your acquaintance again, um, why don't you uh, give us – I know you talked about Josh Bell, you're fading. Uh, you said you liked Paul Goldschmidt, correct? Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anybody outside the top 10 you're targeting? So I think a good sleeper is Christian Walker. Last year he had 29 homers, 26 doubles. Uh, you know, I, I think someone that has some power, uh, I, I think he's capable of 30-plus homers. I think Arizona adding Starling Marte is kind of going all in. Uh, and he's, I mean, I think he's going to get the at-bats. I don't see Jake Lamb anymore. So a later round pick that – Maybe you put as your corner infield spot and uh, can show some value. I um, the first guy I look at on this list that I think is going to be slept on 
Um, I'm going to kind of go in reverse order here. The guy that I um, – well, no, I guess not reverse order. I like in the top ten that I think is going to get a little slept on is Matt Olson. Um, I think Matt Olson is a good, you know, 30-homer guy if he stays healthy. I heard he made some mechanical adjustments in his swing to help cut down his strikeout rate and get to some of the pitches that um, he was having trouble with. And um, he's going to be playing in Oakland, which I think overall is going to have a pretty good offense, and he'll have some protection around him. Um, I think he's one of those guys that gets lost in the big names. And when it's all said and done, I think he, for his value, is going to give you a lot of return, um, more than guys like Josh Bell. Um, and, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm a little bit scared of drafting Goldschmidt based off how he looked last year. Um, and I just I, I'm a big Matt Olson guy this year. Um, I, I'm saying Eric, I echo your sentiment about Josh Bell in the sense that I think his second half regression combined with his little protection, combined with uh, his probably his motivation to actually play for arguably the worst team in baseball this year, I think it's just going to be a recipe for disaster. Um, I don't see him being able to drive in many guys. I don't see him getting pitches to hit. Um, I'm staying completely clear of Josh Bell. Um, and then outside the top 10, uh, I think there's a couple nice value guys that you can get. Um, Daniel Murphy, people are not mentioning his name very much. He's not too far removed from being one of the best contact hitters in baseball. I think him moving to first base consistently, him staying in cores, um, I would not be surprised to see him bounce back and give you a good average with maybe you know 15 to 20 home runs. Um, I, I think he's a very great value play um, later on that you could get almost, it looks like pretty much, uh, you know, he's a 23rd ranked uh, first baseman. So not too much investment to have to make for that. Um, well, that's first baseman. We're going to look now at some third baseman. And our top 10, we have Alex Bregman, Nolan Arenado. Rafael Devers, Anthony Rendon, Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado, Chris Bryant, Eugenio Suarez, Matt Chapman. Um, DJ LeMayu also counts in this category, um, but we're going to also mention Vlad Jr. here. Um, so, uh, Eric, since you were cut off last time, I'm going to start with you. Uh, give me, again, the same thing, your top play inside the top 10, your top play outside the top 10, and who you're fading. Uh, well, I love for where he's ranked, Anthony Rendon. I think he's going to have a great year. Uh, I think him and Trout, uh, that's that's a great duo in baseball. So, for where he's ranked, I think he has good value. Uh, I'm fading Devers. I think Devers had an amazing second half last year, but I think mo- losing Mookie Betts is going to hurt. And, you know, he, he's 23. He could get better. But that could also be kind of, you know, his peak year. And then in the later rounds, I like Hunter Dozier. Uh, He's also outfield eligible. And to switch Christian Walker's stats around, he had 26 homers and 29 doubles. And then uh, I also like Gio Urshela. Now that Stanton is hurt and made of glass, you know, maybe Andujar, DHs, Urshela plays third. Interesting. Art, what about you? Um, I really like Jose Ramirez. Um, 
he I think he's a great value. He's going high. I mean, he's going the top twenty to twenty five picks. Uh sometimes in the top fifteen or so. But I think he's one of those guys that you can draft in the second round that could possibly get you high first round value. He was going as the number four, three or four pick last year consensus. And he had a really good second half to the year, which 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 showed that hopefully he got over the struggles, which made him have such a, a poor start to last season and finished the season before that. Um, there's, you know, Devers, I'm a little bit wary of as well. Um, but I think out of the, the top 10, the person who I'm fading the most, uh, oh man, that's tough. That's tough. I like all of these guys. I think the one, because Bryant and Machado are so close to each other, uh, that would be a tough choice for me. I might be fading around that area in the draft. I might, but I, I mean, well, Machado would be my fake because Bryant has outfield eligibility as well. So I view them pretty similarly. So I'd take, they're going to about the same spot, Bryant over Machado. Machado would be my fade in that situation. Outside of the top 10, I like a lot of these guys who have uh, positional flexibility, like Max Muncy, Jeff McNeil. Uh, the, uh, Eduardo Escobar has positional flexibility. I'm not, I don't see him as being able to really do the same thing as he did last year, but he has great positional flexibility. And he's going in like the 11th round. So he's, he's good, but I would only go with Escobar if I missed out on Muncy and McNeil as far as like uh, going for one of these um, guys, you can move around your, your lineup. That's interesting. Um, I like a couple of the guys you mentioned there. Um, I have uh, first uh, looking at this list. I think uh, Eric, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, I'm scared of taking Deppers that high. You always have, I think after a guy has a career year, a lot of us in our mind are, can he do it again? You know, I, I want to see him do it again before I invest that type of high value pick in somebody. And like you said, without Mookie Betts, him being the sole focus in that offense, can he do it again? Um, I think a lot of people will be fading Devers based off his value there. Um, a guy I like in the top 10 um, that sticks out to me. I mean, in a points league, I, I, Bregman's the easy answer, but to not – take away the obvious Eric you're also I think hit it on the head if you're in a points league Rendon very good uh walk to K rate won't give you negative points um in a roto league I think you got to take Jose Ramirez um he's going to give you steals um he's going to give you home runs most of the time give you some type of batting average um I think depending on what type of league you play in Rendon or Ramirez is the pick you want in the top 10 um, a lot of the guys like Machado, Bryant, Suarez will hit you home runs and hit you maybe, you know, 260, but aren't going to do much else for you. Um, and outside the top 10, Art, I, I'm 100% with you. I love Jeff McNeil. I think his position um, eligibility in multiple spots is great. Um, and uh, I think guys like Tommy Edmond and Hunter Dozier, um, J.D. Davis are great sleepers if you miss out on some guys early. Um, this this position, 
might be the deepest position of all the positions in fantasy baseball this year. Would you guys agree? It's pretty deep. Um, I think, again, the Gio Urshela's of the world, the Yandy Diaz's of the world, um, these are guys maybe you're not, like, jumping out for joy, but you maybe you go into the season and you're not looking at it as a glaring hole in your lineup. Yeah. Even even Miguel Sano has 50 home run potential if he stays healthy, you know? Um, I, I think Sano is a better Roto player than he is a points league player. Sano's I, I see has a has a positive Roto value, but negative value in, in a points league. A guy like Justin Turner going way far down, I think is a great value as well. I wanted to bring him up. I like... Um, and, and as far as the Yankees, I don't know if Urshela or Andujar is going to get, or if they're both going to be getting playing time now. Have they been working? I think they've been working Andujar out in the outfield a little bit this spring. Have they really? I knew they were working him at first base. I didn't know they were doing the outfield. I think they're trying to, because well, he's a terrible third baseman. And if anything, like Urshela has him beat with the glove. But I think Andujar is the better hitter out of the two of them. So I think they're going to try and find any way to get him into the lineup, especially being down a few people already. Um, I can't get a read on Yoan Moncada, though. Do you guys have any opinions on Moncada? Uh, I feel like if there's ever a year for him to go off, it's this year. Um, he He shows flashes, but he's very inconsistent. I, I feel like He's someone instead of working every day, kind of likes having the swag and like, okay, yeah, I'm doing good enough, but doesn't push himself. I think he gets ranked higher than he should. I think his strikeout rate is still extremely high. Um, I, I think he steals bases. I think he's very streaky. Um, he would need to slip for me in order um, to feel comfortable taking someone like that in the points league. And Roto, obviously with him giving you steals, um, his, you know, he'll hit some home runs. Um, he should be in a better lineup this year. I, I would feel a little more comfortable in a roto, but in a points league, I'll probably be fading him. Yeah, I feel, I, I kind of feel the same way as you guys. I, I, I don't, I, I think he, he's one of the few third basemen who has speed, which is why, you know, if you're, if you're looking at an ADP list, if you're looking at a top, you know, list, they're usually for the roto game. And so Moncada, is valuable because he's one of the only guys who runs, but like, is he going to be able to do a 400 BABIP again? I don't know. He's had a very high BABIP. I think not just in the majors, but in the minors as well. Mm. He's just one of those high BABIP guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess it's one of those things. And again, in a points league, uh, are you comfortable with taking a negative four from him every once in a while Um, in a roto league? a guy that's going to also be very streaky and, you know, maybe go weeks without hitting a home run. I think that happened a couple times with him last year. Um, he's one of those players you have to have thick skin, I think, because he's going to go through a lot of rough stretches during the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, so- and playing in a points league, I, I, I hate that inconsistency. It just kills you. <laughs> um, all right, looking to now our question of the week. All right, this week's question 
uh, what would you do to get a home run ball from your favorite player? Um, I know Art, uh, Eric's favorite player is Nolan Arenado. Art, who is your favorite baseball player? Uh, currently, it's uh, it's probably Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> okay, well, it makes sense. He's a Cub. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor. That's right. So That's right. I have a list of six questions here for you guys. You say yes or no if you would do this particular thing to catch a home run ball from this player. And then I'll even sweeten it if you say no to ask if they were to sign it for you, if you would do it, okay? To to put this up front, I'd probably do more if he signed a jersey, but I'd still do a lot for a home run ball. Okay. So question number one, Eric, we'll start with you. Would you wear high heels for 24 hours? To catch a home run ball? Catch a home run ball from Nolan Arenado. Does he sign it? Well, let's first say without signing it, would you do it? I'd still do it. Okay. Art from uh, Anthony Rizzo. Oh, no question. I would, I would, but I would probably not want it to be a work day. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make sure they're uh, fashionable high heels. Like you have to wear them that long. Right, right. I could use the height. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Would you eat a Carolina Reaper pepper? Eric. Uh, I've had, I think I had that before, so I'd probably do it again. Art, same question. I have no idea what a Carol, how hot a Carolina Reaper. I've, I've heard of ghost peppers. I've heard of the Carolina Reaper. I'm terrified of it, but I feel like I could survive it. I'd do that for an Anthony Rizzo home run. Okay, we're two for two. We're only going to get worse from here. Next question. Would you drive from Maryland, because we all live in Maryland, would you drive from Maryland to Florida at 35 miles per hour there and back? You have to go 35 miles an hour the whole way. Uh, what part of Florida? Because that makes a huge difference. Good question. I'll let you go to, is Orlando the like highest point in Florida? Can I cross the state border and then go back? Yes, as long as you are technically in Florida, you can turn around. Yeah, yeah, I would do it. <laughs> Jeez. I've never caught a home run ball, so this is really affecting my judgment. I like, how long would Same. that take? Well, I... That's a good question, David. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to put some good ones together. I, 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 God, yeah, yeah, I do that. I do it. Yeah. Well, let me give you guys. Art, we're, we're so pathetic. Let me give you, <laughs> you know, let me give you guys some perspective here. So if I, Florida from here would take you a day. Any guesses? 35 miles an hour. Probably 35 40 hours it takes roughly uh, about it's roughly without tolls about a thousand miles okay. roughly and roughly about 16 hours but that's assuming you're going the speed limit on the highs with highways which are like anywhere from like 55 to 70 miles an hour yeah so it's, it's not probably, as bad it's oh, probably yeah. close to a 24-hour trip there and then a tw- close to a 24-hour trip back man I'd still do it. I have I was road expecting 24 hours. 
hours. Road trip, you know, let's get some tunes, some combos. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't drive with anybody. You have to be by yourself. <laughs> okay, well. You can have the home run ball next to you, but that's all you get. <laughs> it's a good company. I don't, I don't know anyone that's better company than my RZA home run ball. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I didn't think you guys would, would take that one. Okay. If I have to be by myself, then I probably would. Oh, okay. Even if it's signed. Oh, okay, signed. I probably would. <laughs> ah, okay. That's 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 the the, the kicker. We found my happy medium. Okay. Next question. Would you eat pizza for every meal for one year? No. 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 <laughs> Not even for a signed jersey or a signed ball. No. No, my my stomach would 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 be so angry with me after like a week. <laughs> okay, next question. Would you live in Antarctica for one year? No, no, not a chance. Wow. <laughs> so Eric and R, I bring you Anthony Rizzo and Nolan Arenado signed baseball. Yeah, no, let's not say, Antarctica. Let's say to Art, to Eric, to my biggest fan. No, still no. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna live in Antarctica. Okay, yeah. I don't even want to visit. <laughs> I, I I don't know anyone that would say yes to this. Oh, if you get like a huge, huge, huge... I, dude, Antarctica, nah. All right, last question. Would you work a hundred hours a week for six months? No, my getting paid overtime. <laughs> Yes, you get you get paid for the work, but you got to be there for that much work. That's a lot of work. Nah, that's over twelve. That's around twelve hours a day. I couldn't do it. But you only got to do it for six months, and you get to have that home run ball forever. I don't. I I have jerseys in my man cave. That home run ball wouldn't. It would be nice, but Eric, that would complete your man cave. Yeah, I can complete it in other ways. (laughs) My gosh. I'm so, trying to think of how much money, extra money it would be. That's a lot of extra money. Extra money and you get the souvenir. I might do it. Oh, okay. We finally split on one. I like Yeah, that. yeah. Interesting, interesting. So there. So some of the things are willing to do for it, others, no chance. David, who's your favorite player? You know, I was hoping you guys wouldn't ask me that because I would literally have to sit here and think for a little while. Um, we'll touch on it off air. Yes, yes, because I, I have to think about it. Um, okay, let's move into our last segment before we sign off here. And we have our, as always, our game of the week, and we have a other new hosts for the game. So, Art, why don't you, uh, Tell us what our game is and take it away. Well, the uh, the team over unders have have recently come out trying to for, for 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 those of us who gambling. So, Five Tool Fantasy Podcast is spending its first ever gambling segment. Maybe it's our only of the year. I don't yes. know. Love the gambling. <laughs> but uh, if you if you look at the amounts of totals they they forecast. They they clump. They have common amount totals that they use. Uh, for example, both the Dodgers have a, and the Yankees have one hundred and two point five, 
And so, and the Indians and the Angels both have 85 and a half. And there are others that have three people. So I, I think that uh, we're going to look at the most common ch- choice uh, by the betters win totals. And I want you guys to tell me the order of the records, who's going to have the most wins, who's going to have the second most or the third most if it has that many teams. There's one that has five teams. So, uh, for example, the most common uh, betting total is 84 and a half. And the White Sox, Phillies, Cubs, Reds, and Diamondbacks all have 84 and a half wins. So White Sox, Phillies, Cubs, Reds, and Diamondbacks. David, who do you think is going to have the most wins out of that crew? I'm stuck between, you said the White Sox, the Reds, the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, and who? Cubs. White Sox, Phillies, Cubs, Reds, and Diamondbacks. It's definitely either White Sox, Phillies, or Diamondbacks. Um, I... Hmm. That's a really good, good question. I I like what the White Sox are doing, but I don't think they're there yet. Um, mm-hmm. It's between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. I think I like the Diamondbacks, what they're doing. I, I like, I like Zach Gallen. I like adding Mad Bum to that mix. Um, they got uh, uh, Starling Marte. I'm going to say the Diamondbacks are, are my favorite to go over for that. Eric, do you have a favorite to go over out of that five? Do you need me to repeat it? No, I wrote them down. I I was really torn between the Phillies and D-backs as well. And, um, I, you know, I, I got to say, D-backs, I, I think because the, the Phillies play in the division with the Marlins, if you give me, but I think Colorado is going to be a little worse this year. I think San Diego is okay. I think the Giants are on the decline. I think the, G, the D-backs are really going to do well. They got Mad Bum. Uh, it seems like they're kind of making a push with the roster they have now. Yeah, so I I think I immediately thought the Phillies, but you guys are, are kind of pulling me towards the D-backs on this. But I think I'm just going to go with my gut, and I'll say the Phillies for this one. I think I think they're definitely both uh, very acceptable answers, and they I don't think anybody would be shocked if they both went over. Do you guys have a favorite for the lowest win total out of these five? Eric, why don't you start? Uh, I think the Cubs. Uh, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> I think this is kind of the year where you know, they, they tail off. I think Darvish, Lester, you know, they kind of have a little bit of an older staff. I, um, I was... You know, it's it's you always the Reds just feel like they always disappoint every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at that roster, and they did a great job retooling that roster. I mean, they have a good pitching staff, and they have um, some hitting. I, I have to unfortunately, or I have to say, the Cubs as well. I just think without Madden there, I know he necessarily isn't going to make a huge difference, but I think it's a team in transition. Uh, two Brute. Oh, man. Here, let me give you guys the knife that's in my back. <laughs> so I'm interested in who's yours. Um, I, I, I agree with you. The Reds are a team that you have to wait. You always feel like you have to wait and see if they can put it together. 
there's been a few times in the last couple of years that I thought they were going to be good, but I they didn't put it together. But I think the White Sox are my team that I'm I'm most likely to have the low the worst record. They they're a young team. They've added some pieces, uh, and they play in a poor division. But I think you know they could they could easily call eighty one and eighty one a really good season, and and that would be a lot of progress for them and they'd come up well short of the 84 and a half win total. So I think the White Sox are the team that I'm, I'm waiting to see if they can do it. Division is why I didn't have them in last. Yeah. I think with the, uh, the Royals and Tigers and they're there, they're going to beat them up a lot of games. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's the night, uh, the 84.5 total. Let's see. There's three teams that are three teams that are uh, prognosticated to get eighty nine and a half. The A's, Rays, and Nationals. Who, who uh, David? Who's your favorite of the A's, Rays, and Nationals? I'm gonna say the Oakland A's. Yeah, um, I think the Astros are doomed for a downfall. Um, I think the Angels definitely are up and coming. The Mariners right now are a doormat. Um, but the A's are just there every year. They, I mean, you they don't ever get televised. Um, a lot of the players are, for the common baseball fan, they don't know. Um, but they're, they're going to put together a quality pitching staff. I mean, you have Jesus Lazaro, you have A.J. Puck, you have Sean Manea, you have um, uh, the, uh, Chris Bass. Say, say again. Chris Bassett. Uh, Bassett, but I was also Frankie Montas. I mean, mm-hmm. they have so much pitching, and they have some good hitters. I I, I really like Mark Canna. Um, you know, uh, they have good defense and uh, uh, Ramon Laurie. I just I don't see how they can't do what they've been doing. Um, so I'll say the A's. Eric. Yeah, I'm I'm with David. He I mean he basically basically stole everything I was going to say. They won 97 games last season. Uh, the Rays won 96. I think they regress a little bit, but I think are still competitive. And as much as the as big a Nats fan as I am, I do think that they regressed a little bit too. They had a really bad year and got really streaky. But I don't even last year. I don't think they get close to that this year. What do you think, Art? Uh, I I could see all of these teams going over this 89 and a half pretty easily. I you know, the Nationals still have a great staff. I think they did a good job um, replacing Rendon. I think they're they might, probably are going to start Carter Keboom, and hopefully he can show why he's been such a highly regarded prospect. The A's, the A's do look like the best team of that three to me as well, though. I think, I think the Nationals could go over and be a wild-card team in the NL, and the Rays could be a wild-card team. But the A's... They've just been really strong lately, and I feel I feel the same way as you guys. I think they're going to be that staff is going to be really good. Uh, so, do you guys have a team that you think is going to go uh, worse, David? Uh, I love the Nats, and I just I think it's one of those teams that I don't want to say they they sold out for the World Series because they didn't necessarily sell out, but I think. Um, Everybody, this is kind of like a hey. Whatever happens this year, um, you made you won the World Series last year. All your fan base is still behind you, so I think that they're going to let that show. And I think that they're going to kind of 
I mean, you lost Anthony Rendon. I think that's going to be a bigger loss for that lineup than they realized. I mean, not only was did he not strike out a lot, but he was um, such a steadying force in that lineup. Um, now they're, you know, they're plugging the so guys. And, um, you know, Strasburg had his healthiest year he's had in his career last year. Is that repeat? Uh, is Max Scherzer continue his dominance? He looked like he uh, was starting to have injuries catch up with him last year. And, and maybe when is, when is he, you know, when is age catching up with him and when is he kind of falling back to earth a little bit? Um, I, uh, I just think, and again, I don't think any fan would be disappointed. I think the Nats after winning the world series last year are, are like kind of are what you were saying before, maybe they go like an 81 and 81 and everybody's okay with it and moves on. Mm-hmm. Eric. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with David on that. You know, Trey Turner is injury prone as well. I think, I mean, I think the Nationals World Series when especially over the Astros, was so magical that the fan base will understand if they don't have the best record. I, you know, Strasburg and Scherzer's injury concerns as well. Um, I, I think the Nationals are probably the the least favorite out of those three. Uh, I I wish I could choose differently, but I'm going to go with the Nationals again as well. I don't know how the Rays win, but they do. They just can keep winning. So I I'm. I'm just going to say the Rays are going to win 90 again and be a wild card team. But I think the Nationals, yeah, they're going to they're they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to have some offense step up. Their pitching is going to be good, but you know, they they play in a tough division. I see the Phillies getting better. The Braves are really good. You know, 90 wins is a lot. Um the lowest ranked teams are two teams that have 56 and a half. The Orioles and the Tigers. Eric, who is going to be the low on the Orioles and the Tigers? Uh, if you said include the Pirates, I, I think maybe the Pirates. But between those two, I think the Tigers. Okay, you went off, you went off book. Pirates. Pirates are actually 60, like 60, 69. Now, so that's a, a, a solid underbet for you, you think. Well, they lost. I think Josh Bell is going to regress. They lost Starling Marte. Tayon will probably out be out the entire year. They won't have Felipe Vasquez. I mean, think about how many games he saved yeah. for them. Uh, so you you have all right. So you, I'm going to write in parentheses uh, Pirates. And you said that out of those two, mm-hmm. who did you say was going to be lower? Okay. Tigers. David? So, I've mentioned on this podcast before that I'm a big Twins fan. And um, I think I have some kind of knowledge of the Tigers. And while they're not going to be a contender, I do see them better than the Orioles. I I see the Orioles being the worst team in baseball this year. Um, the, uh, The Tigers have one of the best farm systems in baseball. Um, they have a great young pitching staff that's going to be coming up. I think Casey Mize could make his uh, debut at some point this year. I like um, Spencer Turnbull in that rotation. Um, I like um, – uh, I don't even know why I can't think of his name at the top of my head. Um, um, Matthew Boyd. Thank you, Matthew Boyd. Um, they have uh, – Matt Manning is not a bad starter. Um, their lineup is a little bit – to be desired. Um, 
But, again, they play in the same division with the Royals, where I think that's an even match. The Indians could always regress. Um, the Orioles play in the same division with the Rays and the Yankees and the Red Sox. And even the Blue Jays have gotten a lot better and have a lot of good young talent. And in uh, Toronto, I think they're as dangerous a team at home than any as any team. Um, I just think combined, take their division, take their – can you guys name me their starting rotation? Can you name me three of their starters? In the ro- for, for the Orioles? Yes. Uh, uh, the Wojciechowski yeah. guy. Yeah, Asher uh, Means. Yeah, John Means. John Means. Uh, is Chris Tillman still on the team? No, he's always been, he's gone. I didn't think so. <laughs> they, they traded, traded Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, they traded. They also lost um, uh, to the Marlins. They lost Jonathan VR. Yeah, uh, they're just all out thinking. Yeah. So, uh, long story short, I don't see any way that the Orioles are not the worst team in baseball. I think that the Orioles are going to be the worst team in baseball as well. Um, so, okay, so. Pirates and O's for the lowest, uh, worst record in baseball. Okay, I think that the one of two and a half Dodgers Yanks. I think now with the, I I don't think this line has moved since the injuries happened with the Yankees. I think that's an easier easier one. Who's going to have a better record? You got, I'm really thinking about putting the under right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, you put the under before they change it. Uh, I, I, I thought the under was good before the, they got injured. 102 and a half wins is a big total. I thought the Yankees could easily have a great season and win 99. You know, That would have been a great season. So I, I thought the under was, was good for them before. So now I think it's really good. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, the Oh, so this is, this is maybe this will be the last one. I think this is an interesting one. You have one team, the Indians who's sort of on the down downslope from a great run and the angels who are hopefully on the upslope uh, of a, of a great run. They're both have an 85 and a half win total. Uh, who's going to have, who's going to have the better win total of the Indians and angels. Uh, Eric, why don't you start? Um, you know, I, I'm going to go with the Indians. They even though they're tanking, they you know if Clevenger is healthy, him, Shane Bieber, uh, Carrasco, I think could be a good middle of the bullpen guy. Um, I think Savali had some good work last year. Uh, if they don't trade Lindor, I mean they have some talented hitters. I just like the division they play in, and I'm not a big fan of the Angels pitching staff. I think you know Bundy will be a, a solid sleeper, but nothing like an ace. Griffin Canning is okay. I think they have some some good offensive pieces, but I think the Astros and Athletics are still better. David, what? How do you see them? Uh, I'm the opposite. I'm all in on the Angels. I think they're going to have a really good team this year. I I would, if you told me that they ended up with the best record in the American League, I would not be shocked. And I know their pitching right now is not look great, but one thing Eric didn't mention is Shohei Otani, who will after the first month of the season go into that rotation. I would not be shocked if they're contending that they go out and get a good pitcher at the trade deadline. And when you have Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon um, in your, you know, in your core of hitters, um, 
I mean, Shohei Otani is a, um, still a great hitter. Anderson Simmons is a good contact there. It's not going to strike out a lot. Justin Upton can always bounce back and be a great hitter. Um, I just think that they have so much talent on that team. Um, and I think they'll be one of the most aggressive teams to go out and get pitching. Um, that I just, I just see this team taking that big leap forward to um, getting one of the top records in the American League. So I'm going to say uh, the Angels. See, I would have felt so much better about the Angels if they would have kept them, their part of that big trade, if they would have gotten Ross Stripling in there, if they would have gotten yes. Jock Peterson. I would have been so much yeah. more confident with what their win total was going to be. So I feel like Stripling is, is really a good pitcher who's, who's kind of lost in that Dodgers pitching staff. And I think if he would have been able to be a starter for the whole season, uh, he's a five-inning guy, but he would have been really strong for five innings every five or six days. Uh, because I'm a little bit uncertain about the pitching staff of the Angels, I'm going to say the Indians because I feel like they have that great pitching staff still. I think Savali is going to take a step forward. He's someone I think is a real sleeper in the pitching. Uh, but Bieber and Clevenger are both aces when they're in there. So they they you know they they got rid of Kluber, they got rid of Bauer recently, and they still have two aces. So I think they have they'll they'll, they'll be scratching at a at a wild card berth. I don't think they're going to catch Minnesota, but I think they're going to, they can beat this 80, uh, 85 and a half. And I think they're going to beat the angels. One thing I forgot to mention is the angels also have a uh, star prospect, Joe Adele coming to, to that lineup. They're just going to, I think hit everybody. Yeah. I, I don't know when he's coming up. I know they, they were, didn't they just announce, I forget they just uh, they were well they were looking to trade for Peterson. It looked like they were going to try and block they were going to block him a little bit. So I don't know when he's coming up. So I I, I don't know about if I'm going to be drafting him in in our one you season league. Justin Upton feels like one of those guys that's been around forever and yet he's only 32. He came in pretty young. Yeah. Um it'll be interesting that that is a good uh guess there with the Angels and Indians. I think either way, they definitely turn out. Um, okay, so I have I have our our um, our bets here for the 84 and a half win total. The high, you guys both picked the Diamondbacks. I picked the Phillies. And the low, you guys both picked the Cubs. I picked the White Sox. We're going to have to see who's right about that one. <laughs> and uh, one of us was going to be if it's a Chicago team. One of us is right. Yeah, if it's a Chicago team, and it's going to be the White Sox. Right, <laughs> shut your mouth. All right, so we have the uh, A's, Rays, and Nationals. We went. We all said the A's were going to be the best team, and the Nationals were going to be the worst team out of that three. So that one, I think we all hope we get it right because, or or not. You know, if the Nationals are good, they're the close. They're a close team. We can go visit them. That's better. Why not? But we all said the A's and the Nationals. Um, Tigers and the O's. Uh, David and I said the O's are going to be the worst. Eric went off book, said the Pirates. But out of the O's and the Tigers, he thinks the Tigers are going to be worse. And then the Indians and the Angels. David said the Angels and Eric and I said the Indians were going to have the better record. So we'll have to check in on these throughout the season, see how we're doing. All right, I like it. I like it. And we also have this recorded, so we can play this back at any time. Um, good stuff, fellas. 
Uh, we were sorry for uh, the listeners that we had the week off, um, but we will get all the previews out before the season begins. Um, next week, we'll be looking at middle infield, so second base and shortstop, and, uh, and then we will go on to outfield and starting pitchers. And then by that point, the season will be upon us, and we'll uh, be able to soak in all the fantasy baseball glory. Um, before we uh, get out of here, anything either of you want to say before uh, we sign off? Bet the Pirates under 69 and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Pirates under. And also, yeah, hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions, art underscore T underscore Z. Yes, yeah, so uh, remember, um, any recommendations you'd like to hear uh, for the show? Remember, you can um, contact us through Twitter. Like Art said, get his handle, Art underscore T underscore Z, or Eric E underscore Men underscore D, D-E-E. It's a pretty annoyingly weird Twitter handle, I know. Um, and Got to stay hidden in corporate America. <laughs> or you can um, contact me at uh, dmendio 2 Um Again, any questions you have, we'll make sure we read them for next week. Um, And otherwise than that, uh, we will catch you all next week for middle infield position previews, more games, and more questions. Bye. Uh, Wait, hold on. My outro music didn't play. Good job, guys. <laughs>